All right, let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's do a cold open. Hey, Rachel. Yeah. How you doing? Hi. What's up? I'm, what? Nothing, waiting for you to talk. Nothing? What? I'm good. You know. There's the cold open for you. Hey, Rachel, did you watch the debates? Nope. Me neither. Cold open. Hey, Rachel, I got a debate for you. What's up, Pat? What do you like more, pancakes or waffles? Oh, pancakes hand down. How about Good. you, Pat? Pancakes. Pancakes or waffles. Good debate. Yeah. <laughs> we did it, cold. and we didn't speak over each other. Surprise, surprise. Cold open. Sometimes a cold open is too stressful. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rachel McAdams. As I said last week, you know me, the famous three-named actress Rachel, and my middle name is McAdams. Rachel McAdams from the song uh, Eurovision Song Contest movie on Netflix, TM. I'm Rachel, you're Rachel, a couple of Rachels here celebrating Degrassi together as always. Just the Rachels over here. I didn't have a person I forgot that I have to do. I always forget. I was mm-hmm. I was remembering and I was re- do, to do them because I was doing the thing. And now that you figured the thing mm-hmm. out, I'm just, I forgot. But I remembered last week I said I'd be Rachel McAdams, the famous three-named actress from The Notebook. There you go. We're supposed to say actor. She's, the, all actors are actors. The actor from oh, and, The Notebook. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone who works on an airplane is a steward. Right. It's Yeah, the pilot is a steward. The mm-hmm. person who takes your ticket is the a steward. The people who fix the planes. Stewards. We are stewards, stewards for the plane. Hello, everybody. That's what they sound like. Hello, I am a steward. Everybody's a waiter. I am a waiter. <laughs> I mean, no, it's too a bad server. they don't use You're it. a server now. You're a server. Oh, a server. Yeah. They are serving us. Waitresses have been taken out of the vernacular. Now we're, we're all servers. They were waiting on us and now they're serving us. If only they had had interns and internesses. Mm, yeah. And this, you were t- telling me just earlier about it uh, interns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember just a minute ago? Are you going to use that? I do. I remember. It was literally two minutes ago. Are you going to use that as the cold open so we won't talk about it here? I don't know. We'll have to see how funny it is when I listen back to it. Doesn't seem it like probably it probably wasn't that funny. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Rachel, for Halloween, when she was uh, a freshman in high school, her Halloween costume was uh, an intern at a radio station. That's what she thought of. Yep. That was her pie in the sky uh, fantasy. Yeah, to be an intern at a radio station. I really dreamed big, you know? I feel like you could have made that dream a reality and you just chose not to at some point. Did you get over it? Were you not interested? I was an intern at, I was an intern at uh, my favorite concert venue. I know that. <clears throat> I know that. Yeah, but- so I just I just shifted gears a little bit. Well, the radio station didn't exist in the same way when I was old enough to be an intern for it. Did it become an adult contemporary station where they would play? It actually <laughs> became... Um, uh, uh, what is the appropriate word? <laughs> I need to cut this slightly. Uh, Spanish language music station. There's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly right. That's mm-hmm. perfectly fine to yeah. say. It's a Spanish language music station. A yeah. Music station so that it just suddenly Spanish went from an alt rock station to only songs in Spanish. Well, there you <laughs> like go. It switched over. There you go. Shakira. She sings some songs in Spanish. And it happened like when I was still in high school, so I did not have an opportunity to be a um, an intern there. Oh, I'm very sorry about that. I'm very sorry. Yeah, to me, too. That. me that, too. But of course, I was Rachel McAdams, the famous uh, three named actress from all those movies I the said notebook? earlier. I said the Notebook and the Eurovision mm-hmm. Song Contest movie with Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. That was a, actually a pretty sweet movie. I've heard it's very funny. I should watch that. And when I say sweet, it's not like hey, that was sweet. I mean like it was like a sweet natured. Good-hearted movie. Mm. If you like things like that. How you doing That's there, good. my friend? Rach, what's up? How you doing? 
I'm good. I moved yesterday, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good because I slept for like nine hours last night, but I was real loopy yesterday. Oh, it's been an exhausting week. Guys, I helped Rachel move her things into a, what you call it, a storage space. And then she sent me money and I told her not to send me money. I said, don't send me any money because I don't want it. And then she sent it to me anyway. So now I don't know what to do with it. What do I do, guys? <laughs> you buy yourself a dinner. All right. I told you. I said, you buy yourself a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> you buy yourself a gift card from McDonald's that ends up only being worth $30 instead of $40. I'll have to buy a $30 <laughs> gift card to myself for myself to McDonald's. Yes, because that would cost the $40. Yeah. I could get a lot at McDonald's for I in, in normal times, I would have taken everyone out for dinner, but that is not, it is not normal time. So I told everyone to take themselves out for dinner and I sent money. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I didn't need it. I didn't require it, but thank you. That was a No, you nice don't require gesture. it, but I really appreciate it. I was going to send it right back to you, but then I didn't, I don't know what to do. What I, what I should have done is sent everyone cameos instead. <laughs> it's like, here, you don't get a choice. I already spent the money on you. <laughs> I got a cameo for my birthday from Rachel. Did I not? Did you said, did you give me? You did, you did. Guys, Rachel got me for my 40th birthday a cameo from a a Degrassi cast member. You should, Mm -hmm. we should do like a contest where they guess who Mm -hmm. it is. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. So I'm just going to tell you it's, it was Lauren Collins, the actress who who plays Paige, my Kelchuk on uh, Degrassi The Next Generation. And, she spoke, she tell, talked for three and a half minutes. It was wonderful. It's one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten. So thank you, Rachel, for that Lauren Collins cameo. I cherish it. It's on my phone. I will have it forever and ever. I won't play it here because it's so long. Yeah, it's very long. She calls me hun, like Paige mm-hmm. does. Hun, it's like the first thing she says. I was like, hitting mm-hmm. all the points right out of the gate. She's killing it. She seems to be, you know, she appears to be very a very witty person. She does. She does. Very witty, fast-witted, quick-witted uh, person. You like how I said witted? Witted. Witted. Did you like that? It's like how in England they call um, herbal essences herbal essences. Herb. Yeah. Eddie Izzard has a great joke about, <clears throat> I hate to like repeat people's jokes, but I'm gonna, he says, he talks about how British people and Eng- and American people say things differently. And he says, you say herb and we say herb because there's a fucking H in it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <clears throat> but he says it one of my f- in his English voice. One of, um, one of my favorite things about British people, um, is that they live so close to France and a lot of them learn French in school. So they all, all like, let me make this giant generalization. All British people think that they're very good at French. Right. So they say things like croissant mm-hmm. instead of croissant, right, right. like a normal person. I, I, I've heard that. Um, but they, uh, they're, if you're having like a steak, yeah. you know, you say you're having like a filet mm-hmm. and they say that they're having a fillet. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I've heard them say that. And I'm just like, fillet? No, that is not <laughs> herb. <laughs> I like when you really went in on that pronunciation of croissant, though. Croissant. Yeah, that was pretty good. <clears throat> I appreciated that. Rach, it's yeah. it's one o'clock in the afternoon, so it's like feels a little off. Oh, yeah. It's a weird time. I know. I feel loopy not from alcohol this time, just from, uh, you know, having gone through a, a big Divorce. eventful week. Yeah, going through a divorce divorced, with my roommate. <laughs> I feel loopy from alcohol, so. You drinking right now? <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm drunk. Um, I'm not. I'm not drunk. Mm-hmm. Who said that? That would be crazy. <laughs> Rachel McAdams said that. The famous Rachel Marty Adams. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about alcohol consumption or divorces or. Not today. Another day, maybe, Lauren but not Collins today. Lauren Collins cameos. Well, Lauren Collins cameos is 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 a is a thing mm. that is uh, it's relevant to us. Relevant, yeah, 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 yeah. What a great cameo! She just kept talking. At one point, I was like, Rachel, she's still talking on this thing. Hmm. I appreciated it. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. We're gonna now. I felt like I got my money's worth. <laughs> oh my god! You got like a fucking forty words a minute. 
What? Right? 40 words a dollar is what I meant. 40 words for a dollar. Um, she, now Operation Get Lauren Collins on the fucking show begins, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She seemed we gotta am- start. She seemed amenable to listening to the podcast at the very least, so we should say nice mm-hmm. things about her, but we always do. Oh, yeah. She's one of our favorites. She's one so. of our favorite people. We speak nicely. We've spoken nicely about her I Instagram. Did, I did tell her that you that she was your favorite character from Degrassi. Okay. So. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, she is c- certainly a top top two, to be fair. Yeah, it's her and Manny. Yeah. And then there are days when it's her and there are days when it's Manny. It just depends on the mm-hmm. way the wind blows mm-hmm. or the way the water's rippling in the in the river mm-hmm. or the way the sun comes in a certain window. Just all sorts of things mm-hmm. dealing with nature. Um mm-hmm. but for the foreseeable future at least, uh Paige Michael Chuck is my, my certainly my favorite character. But she's not mm-hmm. in this episode, so we're not going to really get to talk about her. This episode is, of no. course, Degrassi, The Next Generation, episode number 608. It's the 108th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But because of all the two-parters, we'll be coming up on a two-parter next week, folks, so we'll be falling behind again. This is the 87th proper episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. The name of the episode is Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Crazy Little Thing Called Love is, of course, a Queen song. So, Rachel, what is your favorite Queen song? I was trying to remember if we did Queen before. Uh, I don't think we did. Just fucking say a song. Who cares? Oh, my God. Do you not have a Queen <laughs> song at the ready? There's a million Nope. Nope. I don't really like Queen very much. Oh, my God. Do you like any fucking band that's not Blur? Maybe. <laughs> Jimmy Eat World, Blur, Fuel. <laughs> Fucking no doubt. Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Rachel, what's your favorite Brando. Third Eye Blind song? <laughs> oh, I don't even know that either. <laughs> when I graduate! Um, I never saw that Queen movie either. It's awful. The Freddie Mercury it's one. It's a horrible it's movie. It's awful? Don't okay. see it. Then I won't watch it. Imagine Lauren um, Collins like was like, you know what? Let me give the show a whirl and then listen to it and gets to that point and was like, and that's like her favorite movie. And she's like, well, fuck these guys. <laughs> Um, so give me some queen song names. Boho raps. It's not, we will rock what you. What about boho raps? And boho raps. It's so, it's so long what and about, I'm so tired of hearing it now. What about killer queen? What about another one bites the dust? What about. Another one bites the dust is great. Ooh, you make me live now, honey. Or don't That's a great stop song. me now because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Oh, I don't really like that song to be fair. Yeah. I was like, I gotta take or leave that one. Um, uh, fat bottom girls. That's a good one. Uh, bicycle race. I fucking hate bicycle race. I hate bicycle race. Bicycle, yeah. Bicycle. Uh, what? What's your song? Well, why don't you tell me what yours is, and then maybe I'll have a think well, about I it. I actually have a funny caveat to this one because. I decided in my, I actually like Queen up to a point. And then I sort of like lose them when they get like kind of schmaltzy and big, big, big Mm -hmm. in the eighties. Um, but I really like like the first five or six Queen albums a lot. I think that like, there's so many, uh, ones that we all know, all of the favorites that people always say all the time. The ones I just named, for example, that I said I was going to go into a, do a deep cut for the broomheads to check out. So my favorite okay. Queen album is their third album, Sheer Heart Attack. And on Sheer Heart Attack, there's a three-song medley that I think mm-hmm. is one of the most interesting things they've ever done. And the songs are Tenement, Funster, Flick of the Wrist, and Lily of the Valley. And they just bleed into each other like as if it was some kind of a suite. So if you like Queen mm-hmm. but you only know the hits, dig into Sheer Heart Attack, especially that suite, and I think you'll love okay. it. Also, uh, fucking the... F- when did that... When did that album come out? It's their third album, so I don't know okay. the exact date. Somewhere, sometime in the seventies. It's like their transition mm-hmm. from Prague into like kind of glammy. It's like ev- the best of all the worlds. But also gotcha. Flash okay. Gordon. Don't forget the Flash Gordon theme song. Flash, yeah, because ah. a lot of their hits are songs that I've I've either heard so much that I'm just like fucking sick of them, or I just don't really like. Like another one that I can't stand is "We Are the Champions." Um, but a song of theirs that I 
do really like, actually, other than um, Another One Bites the Dust is actually a pretty great song. And I could hear that anytime. I, I, I like that. I don't know. I like the I like all of it. But um, Under Pressure. That's a great song. Under Pressure is a great Queen song. That's too. a great song. But I, I'd be perfectly happy to never hear a Bohemian Rhapsody or, more importantly, anyone singing at a karaoke ever again. I like boho raps. I got to be honest. I like the song. Yeah, I like to call. I just I, heard it too much. A real good one is "Tie Your Mother Down." Is re- tie your mother down, mm-hmm. tie your mother down. I like when they play. But you like, know what? I gotta, s- I gotta say though, none of these songs are as good as "Where Have All the Cowboys Gone" by Paula. I was Cole. gonna bring up. Well, I was gonna bring that up for you. I was gonna tee that up for you at some point, <laughs> but you just went and did it. Tell me, tell us about "Where Have All the Cowboys Gone." So I so. Spotify has this new thing called a time capsule playlist. We all should have them now and then, but it, and it kind of just Spotify is like guessing at what songs we might like. They're mostly like very popular things. Um, there's definitely some songs in there. I don't care about like hot and her, by Nelly, good, but good, I think because I think song. because I talk about it so often near my phone, it's like, you must like Nelly's. <laughs> so we're going to put it on this list. Um, but they, I listened to my time capsule playlist the other night instead of watching the debate and while I was packing and Paula Cole's where have all the cowboys gone came on. And I have not heard that song in many years. And I forgot, like, it, I remembered like the lyrics and how it was sung, but I forgot like the background music of the song. And it's just fucking awesome. Like the song is great guys. Now, where have all, obviously Paul Cole feels like something you know me very well. It feels like something that would be mm-hmm. right in my wheelhouse, right? That feels like a Pat mm-hmm. special. Like I should be yeah, way yeah. into that. I was realizing that we've we've talked about her on this podcast before as well because we talked about no, that's not the right song. What's the song from Dawson's Creek? Do 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 What's do What's that? That's different. What song that is. <laughs> so I was, you were posting about Where Have All the Cowboys Got, and I was like, oh my God, yeah, that song's fucking great. I love that song. And then I listened to mm-hmm. it, and I was like, oh yeah, like, I kind of know this song. Like, I know, you will pay the bills, that part. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. have but I don't think that's like a song that I ever like sought out to listen to in my whole life. Like, it just would come on. So I kind of yeah, know same. it. But now mm-hmm. I want to be like the world's biggest Paula Cole fan. <laughs> There's what I actually really like is the kind it's the verses of the song that sound like a little bit like her talking with like a whispery kind of voice and yes. like there's Good like song. backing vocals up. I was like, oh my god, this song is fantastic. That song that I was mistaken for the Dawson's Creek song was "No More I Love You" by Annie Lennox. <laughs> Which is also a fucking great song. I realized it right Close away. Close enough. Close so enough. We got. We, you don't like Queen. You like Paula Cole. What are you gonna do? I've been noticing a lot of yeah. people in my neighborhood, uh, East Astoria, as they call it, mm-hmm. wearing Queen T-shirts. <laughs> Queen is like taken over because of that fucking movie. Oh, are they new Queen T-shirts or old Queen T-shirts? Yeah, they bought these suckers that are Urban Outfitters. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Our dear friend Myra, patron of the show was mm-hmm. uh, uh, at your going away social distance get together last weekend was wearing mm-hmm. a shirt she bought at Urban Outfitters that was fucking dope and it was an old like 1992 choose or lose MTV t-shirt and that was fucking <sighs> right I was like I would buy one of those from Urban oh. Outfitters too because that's a really great t-shirt I have no qualms with that like I have like a Van Halen t-shirt from Hot Topic who cares where you get it from <laughs> I fucking like it yeah uh, I think that um, now that I'm just, I guess, working from home indefinitely, I'm only just going to wear quirky T-shirts for the rest of my life. It's pretty much me. I'm going to go back to that. Why not? I can't believe you were so quick to besmirch Hot in Hair. That's a great song. Good gracious ass was bodacious. I mean, it, it is actually a pretty great song. Like, when I started to hear it, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. But it's just, I, I wasn't into it at the time. No, neither was I. But it, that's Nelly? Yeah, that's Nelly. You know it's the best Nelly song if we're if we ever get to do Nelly, you can I'll mm-hmm. say if you wanna go and take a ride with me, free winning in the rooms and the gozies, oh why do hey must be the money. That's a fucking banger. <laughs> That's a great song. So Degrassi, the show, the next yeah. generation. Have you seen this episode yet, Rachel? Oh my god. I have. I watched it um very late at night, uh Tuesday night. So and we're on Thursday now. So it's been a day, but it was uh it was a good episode. 
ish, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. I mean, they're all fine. They're all just episodes. It's all, I don't know. Like, I can't even. They're all episodes. How do you judge, you know? I will say this. This is the return once again of Sean, because we have to have a fucking return of Sean every five episodes or so. Yeah. Apparently he's been in jail for months. I'm like, (sighs) time has passed, I guess. He's out of the host. Well, I mean. Jimmy and Spinner had a t-shirt store and then they closed the t-shirt store in this time period. So it's been ages. Within the first, this is the eighth episode of the season. And one of those was certainly a two-parter at some, we've had at least one two-parter, if not fucking two. And in that time, I think we've had two. So yeah. So there, so this is the fifth episode of Degrassi, the next generation of season six. So in that time, Sean has returned from, Stoffville or wherever the fuck he was. Where did he live? Wasango Beach. Wasago. Right. He's yeah. ret- is that where he even was? Yeah, he stayed with his parents. I think he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. His parentage is so confusing to me because he left it was originally like he left because they were alcoholics and then in this episode he says they threw him out of the house at some point. I don't know. It that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My point is he comes back from Wasango Beach. He gets involved with like a drag racing crew of some sort to like drag race hot Peter Lockes. He uh, almost manslaughters a person. And then there is a trial. And I guess there was uh, a sentencing that we didn't see. And then he went to jail and has completed his jail time all for months. (laughs) All within this. And it's also still one school year. So all of this has happened before we even get to boxing. It's day. not even Christmas yet. Like <laughs> we're just like banging through this because I mean, and Emma's not even wearing a coat. So, you know, it's not winter in Toronto. It's not. No, absolutely not. So I don't know. Maybe the prison system works a little different uh, in Canada. I can't last week. Um, Time also passes differently. I think there apparently yeah, very slowly. I was speaking of a, a broomhead. Uh, one of our great broomheads, and I called him Tyler, but his name is Ty- Tyrell, and I said it wrong. So, yeah, I was looking at I guess I just read his name. I mixed those letters. So, God bless you. Yeah. Thanks for being one of the great broomheads. He said, he said that he was fine with you saying that the name uh, Tyler was stupid, though, because it's not, it's, like, it's not my fucking name, so I don't care. So, God bless. And I didn't even say that Tyler was a You certainly did name, not. I made, you, I made it seem <laughs> like you said that. So, Broomheads, dope monkeys, just know that, uh, you know, look to us to maybe make you laugh sometimes and make some good inside jokes. Do not look to us for actual facts about Degrassi or to pronounce anyone's names correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we're bad. We're not here for that. (laughs) We are so bad at that. Um, Um, So I guess Sean is out of jail and Emma is picking him up. Yeah, this relationship is still going strong, hot and heavy. Pretty good. mm -hmm. Um. And, uh, and, and Sean's got a weird little goatee thing going on. Yeah. This question was brought up by a great broomhead. Uh, Oh, Hey, it's Katrina. Who's one of our <laughs> patrons. Great broomhead. We actually had a nice time uh, with her on the zoom on the zoom the other day. And she asked the question. She asked me, she said, do I still think that Sean is like a glass of milk? Cause remember I would, mm-hmm. re- I would, that's how I described Sean. Cause he was just like, like what's the last thing you like fucking milk. And I couldn't stand him. And then I was on the mm-hmm. Sean train when he came back cause he's hot, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you got to do to get me going. Big muscles, big, uh, in, in a, in a, what do we call those tank tops now? Cause we don't say what they are. Mm-hmm. ribbed tanks that's what we call them ribbed tanks yes ribbed tanks uh, so i would not i don't think he's a glass of milk anymore but then i was thinking like well what drink would i uh mm-hmm. ascribe to him ascribe to him mm-hmm. is that right describe him as yeah i guess and i was thinking like he's still like he still kind of sucks which is evidenced by this episode. He, yeah, yeah. He is a little bit milky in this episode, he's, I gotta This say. is like the milkiest he's been since. But I was like, you know, he's like a, uh, what's like a boring ass drink that like basic people like? And I was like, he's like iced tea. <laughs> so now like unsweetened iced tea. Although that's a pretty good drink sometimes. Actually, I kind of love iced tea. I mean, Well, is yeah, he... there you go. That's perfect point. Proving my point. Is he a flat white, maybe? That's a flat white. 
It's like a latte, except for not as much milk in it. He's like a Dunkin' Donuts fucking latte. Yeah, like, he's a Dunkachino. Yeah, he's like a Dunkachino, <laughs> which has like a lot of milk in it, and it's like really shitty garbage coffee. He's like a Dunkachino. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I got for the first time in like almost twenty years yesterday? Dunkachino on my drive back to Maryland. What did you get, Rage? Uh, Roy Rogers. A caramel frappuccino. Mm. It was delicious. <laughs> it stands the test of Hell time. Yeah, I gotta I say. Imagine. I remember when I when the pumpkin spice latte was introduced when I was in college, I I used to think it was good then. And then I had one after I moved back from England and I'm like, this is disgusting. But the caramel frappuccino stands up. There you go. It is sweet. It's not like coffee. It's like a milkshake, but it is delicious. He's like some kind of I, I don't want to. He's a, I'm not going to shit on pumpkin spice because I'm a big fall head, as we know. Yeah, he's he's a Dunkachino then. <laughs> Yeah, he's a Dunkachino. He is a lot hotter than he was, but I'm not feeling this beard, this little goatee thing that he has. Although, to be fair, no. when I was in college, I had something similar, so I can't totally be like, oh. we all make mistakes. Yeah. So I guess that Sean is now living also with at the Spike Snake household. Everyone's just moving into that house. And Snake? This tiny two-bedroom house. Or rather, Spike... <laughs> With the tan. Did you see that tan? Where was she at? Yeah, she looked she looked great. Her hair looked good. Where'd she, she been? She spent a week out in Wasango Beach picking them was, up. <laughs> wasn't Snake supposed to take them to Mexico last year? Maybe he did. When he fucked up. And so maybe he just took her to Mexico and left everyone you else You know at what home. she might have done? Classic move. After he fucked up, she was probably like, I'm taking the ticket myself and going to Mexico alone. Suck mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Baby Jack Jack's your responsibility now. Is that his name, Jack? That's from The Incredibles. Yeah, Baby Jack. Okay, it is his name. <clears throat> so uh, Sean is trying to get his like custom convert, uh, custom car thing off the uh, ground. I don't know. Is he? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Well, and so he's you know he doesn't want to go back to Degrassi. Um, and Spike and Snake are like, well, you know, you might want that high school equivalency or something like, you know, your education is important. You're not going to be able to get a loan for Cameron's custom cars if you <laughs> were in jail and don't have a high school degree. So, but Jay's setting him up with a job at Tony's. Hey, Tony, get over here. Come and fix my fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Jay works at Tony's. Hey, I got an oil leak. Fix my fucking oil over here, will ya? I'm Tony Parmesan. (laughs) Tony Parmesan. Tony Parmesan. I got a mechanic shop over here. I fix everything. Your tires. I fix your rear view mirrors. (laughs) Those are the two things that he fixes. (laughs) Tires and rear view mirrors. Not side mirrors. Those are difficult, but rear view mirrors are fine. Hey, I got my cousin Paulie comes in, fix the fucking side views over here. You know what I'm saying? Hey! <laughs> Tony and Paulie. Yeah. And Vincenzo. My Max- <laughs> That's the third brother. Max's uh, friend at school's name is Vincenzo. Isn't that funny? Oh, really? Is his dad's name Tony? I don't know what his dad's name is. Um, uh, so then we got, we got, uh, there's a big to do because, uh, what's his name? Cappuccino. What, uh, Sean is so excited because he's got his girlfriend and his best friend, Jay, and a new job. And he's just, all things are looking right in the world. And then of course, Jay's like, well, I guess I'm going to tell him about the time that Emma blew me at the ravine. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And, like and Emma's like, oh, you know what? I think tells Manny. She's like, I think I'm going to have to tell Sean about the time I blew Jay at the ravine. And I'm like, nobody has to tell anybody fucking anything about when anybody blew anybody at the ravine. Yeah. And also like, it's not like Emma was like cheating on Sean and did that or something. This was like, they were broken up for years. They dated briefly when they were much younger and they show that cute picture of them from their first date six years ago. Yeah, Jesus. We haven't been doing this podcast for six years, at least. Not yet. No, not, it will not take quite. six oh, years, years to get though. through many of these. Um, we ain't getting through the whole thing in six years. Are you kidding me? It's gonna take <laughs> twenty years. 
And Manny and Emma are living in the basement apartment at Spike and Snake's house. It's like, I love that they're just like, oh, yeah, the washer dryer's down here for the whole house. Like, the privacy levels of this are just yeah. nutty. They don't care. They no. don't care. I don't know how they found, had found the time to consummate and have Jack-Jack baby. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Sean is just harping on Emma being perfect. And you know it's just going to fall apart. Like, it's, no one is perfect. This is where the Dunkachino part of Sean really yeah, comes this, out. It's like this didn't sit right with me. It just I was like, I don't remember Sean thinking Emma was perfect before, but I mean, if he's just I mean, he's also been in prison for like at least two months, so <laughs> we have no idea. I don't know what he's, he's been, been in doing. The I don't know what he's been doing in there, like while he's doing his time. But he has been chalking Emma All up. She ha- he has put Emma on a giant fucking pedestal, and she can't do anything wrong. And one of the things that she did wrong apparently was blowing Jay one time in a van in the ravine and getting a bracelet for it. So, <laughs> also, like, yeah, of course, that's what people, that's what high school kids do. They right? blow each other in the ravine for bracelets. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, it's not what I ho- did in high school, but it's what some people do in high school. So who tells Sean? Does Jay tell her? Yeah, because Sean keeps being like, you'd tell me, right? And Jay's like, well, and he's like, what is it? And he's like, I'll tell him. Because he's like, I can sense something's wrong with you and me right now. And I'm like, no, you can't. And then Sean gets so mad that he like purposely fucks up someone's car. Like he doesn't do his job well. He gets pissed off at Emma. Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention that before all of this, um, Sean went on a very romantic date at the dot Marie Jones with Emma where, where, where Spinner shut it down just for them. He's like, I'll be back in an hour. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. That was sweet. And, and then, uh, yeah, so he does, he like, it's not that he messes up the car. He's just rude to the guy who's mm-hmm. like, did you change my oil? He's like, yeah, I changed your fucking oil. He doesn't say fucking, but yeah. And then he gets all mad and he quits the job. This kid is like, this kid's just always sabotaging himself left and right. This guy, it makes he no good choices. Would is a great candidate for therapy. And like, he needs oh, to God, find a yes. better outlet for his anger. Obviously he's been fucked over a lot in his life, but my goodness, he needs someone to talk talk to to find a better outlet for his anger and frustration at things. And he needs a champion like Mr. La Potato Head, rest in peace, if I Mr. guess. Mr. La I'm Potato really Head sure was he here. Is. Yeah. This would be different if Mr. La Potato yeah, Head could he roll his old bones Sean, on down there. Sean needs a champion and he doesn't really have one. So he finds out that Emma Blue Jay at the ravine to get that bracelet yeah and he gets so mad and he's like i don't know you i don't want to be involved with you you let me down i was like first of all suck it asshole Mm -hmm. who let you down nobody and then she says when the going gets tough the sean gets going Mm -hmm. he's very good pretty good that was pretty good (laughs) When Emma is lamenting the idea of Sean finding out about the fact that she blew Jay at the ravine for the bracelet, Mm -hmm. she tells Manny Mm -hmm. and Manny tells her Manny Santos, feminist icon. I will Mm -hmm. say no guy has the right to judge you. It's true. And it's funny because it's, I did like that. They did that kind of twist on it with Emma and Manny because it's like the, the way that I mean, Sean is also pissed off at Jay, but like the way that Sean treats Emma as this like pure perfect thing is really gross. And like she's yeah. allowed to have sex with other people. Like women are yeah. allowed to have sex with other people. It's not like it like Jay ruined her. It's not this. Oh, that that bothered me. Well, Jay says she came f- looking for me, which is true. If yeah. I remember, yeah, is that true? it was totally true. <clears throat> So, of course, because it's an episode of Degrassi, within 22 minutes, Sean has to get, like, another chance and then ruin his life again Mm -hmm. and then come begging for another chance yet again. Oh, my God. And so he does just that. He comes back and she sort of, she forgives him, right? She's like, all right, I guess. But you can't expect me to be perfect. She does. And, like, she also made the point. She's like, you know, I'm almost 18. Like, I could be drinking in Quebec next year. No, no. Was that where it was? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because the drinking age in Quebec is 18, but in the rest of the country, it's 19. (laughs) Yeah, that was so great. She was like, I can drink in. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. She can vote. 
Yeah. Another um, thing to mention when Emma and Manny were talking, they're in like a biology class and they're doing like they're talking about anatomy and they're working mm-hmm. on, according to Manny, Johnny Carcass Man. <laughs> yeah. And Manny's the best. She's and she also, also says yeah. cuckoo bananas again. And I'm like, you know, they literally just started to make that a tagline this season. I mean, I know I know it, but like I like how they just are like immediately like kind of kind of like clown academy they're like this is a running thing and you're just gonna go with it (laughs) yeah manny is not like super relevant to the plot but she is relevant to the plot in that sense that she's like she tells emma she's like girl Mm -hmm. this ain't don't fucking let anybody tell you what to do you so that wasn't even a mistake you just did a thing so what you don't have to apologize for every fucking thing you do Mm -hmm. and then sean i was literally watching sean being like how does anybody have sympathy for this guy and then i guess it's like he comes back around at the end Mm -hmm. and he's had a hard life and again his parentage i don't understand when did his parents kick him out were they drunks and he left i don't know yeah what how what they just like fill in the blank every week for like what it's like on saved by the bell when like kelly kapowski was an only child but then they had an episode and where she has like, like eight siblings she, yeah so she couldn't get a dress or something yeah like, like just, sean's, no one's, sean's backstory doesn't make a lot of sense to me because like he got sent away for a year because he fucked with some other kid and oh right he made him deaf yeah but it was weird because like right. his parents kicked him out but he got, actually got sent away. Like I'm very confused about what actually happened with. But Sean. then his parents were like super nice, and they were just like lived in a trailer. But they yeah. were nice. Yeah, we need That's the Shelley Scarrow written Degrassi Wikipedia on Sean Cameron to know the full know. backstory. I need, to know. I need the one sheet. <laughs> yeah, I just it, it's hard to follow. You know what? They weren't expecting people to parse through these episodes one by one on a podcast, though. Right? When they were making them. To no. be fair. They were like, we can get away with anything. Ha ha ha. So you thought. <laughs> then these two jabronis come along and pick apart everything you do. Oh my God. I liked Emma in this episode. Emma stood up for herself. She didn't apologize for anything. I thought that was great. Yeah. She seems. I liked Manny. Yeah. They both seemed like great. And I liked watching all of Sean's arc. My favorite character, though, in the A story is probably the guy who was getting his car picked up, who looked a little bit like Steve Buscemi, but like nervous, like a nervous, larger Steve Buscemi. (laughs) He was larger for sure. I want this to end up being like Sean's kink is that he likes to be like cucked and he wants to like watch Emma blow Jay at the ravine now. Because the guys on this show are very like uh, puritanical and very like uh, they clutch their pearls at the idea of sex so often. Spinner won't bang. This guy is not banging. I don't know about Jimmy Brooks. I assume he's banging. Oh, no, he couldn't get a he couldn't He couldn't. So he was a virgin. He was afraid he was going to die a virgin. So at this point. then he ended up boning? No, he hasn't yet. He's had a whole business before he got to bone. (laughs) (laughs) Got to LLC that thing, dog. (laughs) I will pay the bills wherever the cowboys go. You know what, Paula? They never existed, and that's the whole point. Mm. Yeah, that's the point. You'll have a beer. Ugh. Anyway, you'll have a B story. 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 <laughs> I just imagine Lauren Collins. This is the first episode she listens to. And she's like, "What the fuck is happening?" That's <laughs> Lauren Collins. What we do is we go B story, which is like the way that John from the Real World said, uh, "True story." <laughs> and that's the bit. Yeah, I love all of our Real World jokes on this. We separate the show based on the A and the B story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This B story was a real doozy. Oh my goodness. It was a very intensive B story. So I'm just trying to get back to the beginning of it. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Not not real heavy thoughts about this B story, but I have some things. This is mm-hmm. a Derek B story, more so than a Dan more so than even a Derek and a Danny. It's really a Derek B story. Mm-hmm. But more so it's the B story of the teacher whose name is Dom. Yeah, Dom something. I've I heard his Dom. I called him Mr. Dom. Um because they say his last name at some point, but they keep saying it's so it's like Primo or Premio or Dom Premio. <laughs> hey, where you go? He, he moonlights at Tony's. I forgot mechanics. to write it down because I couldn't but I kept 
I was like, what, what is his name? They keep saying Preen, Prino, Presso, something, I don't know, something I, super Italian though. He's related he's to Tony. Real, <laughs> yeah. He works at Tony's. That's where hey, he works Tony. on when he's, cause he's got to take the bus. <coughs> so he's trying to get it. Before this we get, guy's like, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Before we get too much into the story though, when the, at the beginning of the B story, we see Derek and Danny walking into school and it says really big on the sign behind them, try woodworking. <laughs> <laughs> the marquee at Degrassi this week just says try woodworking. <laughs> yeah, do it. But you yeah, don't need to go to college, go to a trade. Danny place. and it's just as good. Danny and Derek are running into school. They knock into Mr. Dom, and they break his coffee mug that he's carrying and get hot coffee all over his shirt. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, he's like <sighs> this guy. This guy like, also has anger issues. <laughs> uh, he's a cartoon villain, first of all, this yeah. fucking teacher. Mm-hmm. But this teacher, he. So what's, the idea what's is the that, most like, cartoony thing about him? Is it the necklace? Well, then the, he wears this necklace and this bracelet, and his and his <laughs> button down is always like the top button's always unbuttoned, and his <laughs> sleeves are like quarter rolled up, and he's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm watching this guy with this necklace, and I'm thinking, this is like. If Matteo stayed on the teacher path, he would have turned into this guy because like he dresses like what it's like Matteo got into a time machine Mm -hmm. from the Yukon or no. When would he have gotten in the time machine? He would have had to like been older or younger, went forward in time. And Mm -hmm. he's just like so haggard. And he's like, this is this would have been Matteo's story had he not been derailed from teaching by having an affair with a teenager. Mm hmm. Oh my. Hey, Derek, sissy, you broke my coffee cup. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, also, this guy's supposed to be like, he's very, he's like an abusive teacher, but like verbally mm-hmm. abusive. He doesn't yeah. like touch the kids at all. No. But it's like, you can't be intimidating while wearing a choker. <laughs> In 2006. I'm, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm fucking sorry, dog. You cannot be intimidating while you are wearing that choker. No one can be. Not even like a, Cool, sexy vampire boy. Mm-mm. Anyway, no. this guy is like, I don't even know how to go through this. So, out of nowhere, this teacher's just like threatening them or something. Yeah, and he, he acts later like it's because he knows they can do better and not be class clowns, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I don't think they really did anything that off base that they deserved. I mean, yeah, like running into him and knocking the coffee was like obnoxious, and they do deserve a reprimand for that, but he went too far and snake saw it and was like, Dom. Yeah. That's when we heard his name. Like, you got to chill. Come. I'm you assuming gotta, it's gotta Dominic. You got to remember they're, they're only kids. They're only kids. But then, then they're like in the classroom and like one of them doesn't do the project or, or no, he claims that Danny plagiarized the project. Yeah. The presentation. So then he tells Derek that he's got to help him. And they have a chance to do it tomorrow. The thing about the show is I could understand being a, a career teacher and at some point being like these fucking kids, man, and like starting to like get a little harried and maybe lose it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like there's no nuance to it when doing it with a character we have never met. Yeah. Like, I wish this would have been Lin Lin Lu. Like, or Coach Anderson Armstrong. Like, yeah. give us somebody that we can like relate to that we've seen. It's just like this new guy and he's mean to the kids. Yeah. And I think he's been, I've seen him before, but he's like not, he's like background. Like you might have seen him in like a shot, oh, but like oh, they okay. haven't given you any, uh, any indication of who this teacher is before today, before this episode. And so what, get, so then like, so Danny, yeah, not Danny, Derek, um, Derek goes to take the bus home and he goes to the bus stop across the, from school and Dom is there, Mr. Dom because he's a teacher um <laughs> mr dom is there and uh he he's, he's, he's like trying, he's, car doesn't work. he's like oh hey like he says it in like a pleasant way not in a joking way where he's like hey it's like is, your, is something wrong with your car like did it break down like why are you taking the bus no i'm so poor because i'm a teacher and you kids f- at least like give me that give me that like yeah. he's sad and poor and he starts like jumping on Derek like crazy and then Derek is just like feels very weird about it. He ends up like walking off because he's just yeah. like 
it's it really freaks him out. And then the next day, Mr. Dom comes up to him and says, like, hey, you know, I wasn't you know, I I just think you can do better. And like, I just right. want you to do better. And I know you well, he knew he had more. stepped over the line. Yeah, because that was just woof. And then he says, like, let's just forget it ever happened. So, yeah, he says something at the bus stop, like, if you don't respect me, I'm going to kick you in the ass. But he doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, really threaten him with, like, violence or anything. No, he's just verbally abusive. Like, that's exactly what it is. Um, So then Derek and Danny do a UN presentation, and they do a great job. Um, they probably know more about the UN and how it formed than I do, to be honest. I don't really remember much about that. It's pretty good. Um, but then another and Mr. Kidding, Dom was it was very excited. He was know, like, Mr. That's Dom a very like, good job. Yeah, and they were he was happy with it. But then another guy in their class who we've never met before, um, and doesn't he doesn't actually have any lines, so they probably didn't pay him much more than like ten dollars to appear there. Um, this other kid in their class, uh he the guy that Mr. Dom is like, Oh, do you have your presentation ready? And he's like, doesn't say anything. So that's why they didn't have to pay him for his role. Um, and that's true. <laughs> and that's a good call. And, uh, Mr. Dom just starts like berating him. Like, Oh, were you looking at nudie pictures on the internet and all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Derek can see snake standing outside the classroom talking to someone. So he just gets up and goes over and tells snake what happened. No, But first Derek, like, stands up for the kid yeah, he's like, yeah why do you have to be like this yeah and then he's like oh you got a problem mr derrick i'm gonna send you to my cousin tony's and he's gonna put you in a truck of a car and he's gonna fucking stab you to death and then they're gonna drop you into the lake <laughs> i thought that maybe what he would have him do is make him learn how to fix side view mirrors and <laughs> bring him in to do the hey, side view we mirrors. need somebody you ain't got no potential <laughs> you could have fixed the side view you mirrors can't- you can't even fix the rear view mirrors. I'm sending you there to fix the side views. <sighs> so yeah, he goes and tells Snake. Mm-hmm. Who's really great. Snake is just like a, a really good person, even though he did try to cheat on his wife. Yeah, so they go in to see Hatsu, and Mr. Dom gets to give his version of the events, and then Derek gives his, and Snake is going to be there to help him, and it's going to be all right. And yeah. scene. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Dom was pissed because he got he, he knew he was going to get it, get busted, and then Snake did it. See, this would make more sense. You know how JT is going to be stabbed to death pretty soon. It would mm-hmm. make more sense if Mr. Dom came back to the grassy and stabbed Snake. Yeah, yeah, for turning on him because you it sided would. with them damn kids. Yeah, Mr. Dom is going to be pissed because he's definitely not going to be able to afford all the work on his car now. Like, hey, Derek, seriously, I came back from the future for this. This fucking job here? It's me, Maddie, Mr. O, Mr. Dom. I'm the same guy. Check out my This is just an updated version of my Puka Shell necklace. Don't knock my coffee Don't knock my coffee out of my hands. Seriously. Come on. Stop running in the halls. I don't think that Maddie O is the type of person who would drink black coffee though. But what I'm saying is the 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 gig I know, just I know. wore him down <laughs> and now he's just like seriously. I thought seriously. I wanted a Dunkachino. Paige. Hey, Paige. Seriously. I'm so crazy. Paige didn't even here anymore. I meant to come back when Paige would still be here. <laughs> Shit. But I got this new necklace. And now, on top of the necklace, I also wear a bracelet. Hey, seriously. <laughs> Derek, Danny, tell us about the UN. You can't? I'm going to kick you in the ass. <laughs> I got to drive. I got to take the bus home. I'm so sad. My car is in the shop at my un- cousin Tony's. <laughs> hey, you know what? Also, I got a bunch of new necklaces in the glove compartment, and I meant to take them out before I sent it to the car store, but I forgot, and now I just have this one choker that I got to wear every single day to school. It's a real bummer, Paige. I mean, Derek, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is Mr. O- Mr. Oleander. Had he He's, stuck with teaching? Had he stuck with teaching and become an Italian man? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Mr. Oleander might be Italian. Yeah, maybe. I mean, hey, seriously, I had a face transplant. I was in the Yukon. <laughs> got mauled by a I bear. Got, <laughs> I got into some shit in the Yukon. I was running guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Yeah, I feel like it would be meth. easier to get mauled by a bear in the Yukon, but. I was in the Yukon and I was running guns and meth and I was running them 
to another place and I got it mauled by a bear. <laughs> you thought something would have happened with the guns and the meth, but it wasn't. It was the bear that did me in. Seriously, I had to get a face transplant and all new puka shell necklaces. This was one of my puka shell. That's one of my favorite SNL skits of all time when uh, I think it's Dana Carvey being Tom Brokaw. And oh, yeah. he he's going on vacation, yeah. and Gerald, Gerald Ford, Ford might die today. soon. Yeah, <laughs> mauled by yeah, a bear. That's great. That's great. <laughs> going through all the ways he would have died. Oh, yeah, that is very funny. That's one of the best heads. Hey, hey, Paige, you don't even know. Life is hard now. I'm a life career teacher, and it's just got me down. Here I am, just trying to walk to the teacher's line with a hot cup of coffee. And up walk these jabronis running into me, knocking it right onto the floor, Paige. Seriously. Oh, now I gotta man. wait at the bus. Now I gotta wait for the bus. Yeah, I think that's Seriously. Our, that's that's the B story in a nutshell, right? Yeah, in a nutshell, certainly. I think it was a little more than a nutshell. I think we spent more time on the B story than the B story actually spent time. Say that ten times fast. Oh my goodness. <sighs> so Rachel. Yes, my pal. We like to rate these episodes on a scale of one to ten of how much they go there. Because when it was on the uh, Noggin channel mm-hmm. in the U.S., the tagline was "It goes there." So, uh, so we rate everyone on the patented TM, the patented mm-hmm. scale of uh, the patented one to ten go there scale trademark. So Rachel, on the patented go there scale. Scale of one to ten. How much would you say that episode six oh eight this thing called love? Crazy little thing called love went there. This is a tough one because the B store you have a verbally abusive teacher, which is not 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 bad. Like that's pretty bad. It's you know, it's not a physically abusive teacher or a emotionally abusive, but he is well no, it's it's pretty emotionally abusive. Emotional, too. yeah. I mean, I felt that was actually the way that he talked to Derek at the bus stop was a little scary. Like a teacher should never talk to their student like that. Um, If I'm rating it just off of Sean's reaction to finding out that Jay and Emma uh, had a, had a brief uh, affair. Yeah. The blowjob affair. The blowjob affair. um, I would, it would be very high because Sean's reaction is just like through the roof. He had, he goes to like an 11. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not like a, it's not a major episode. I maybe a four. Wow. I don't know. What are you thinking? It's definitely not a major episode, but it's like a low key there go there episode. I think yeah. because it is like talking about like like teachers and like they're sort of like the way they handle children and maybe the it's a five or can... a six. I'm not really. I couldn't. I had a hard time. I didn't write down a number because I was like, I'm not really sure what this is exactly. Like it's a kind of confusing episode. Sean got out of jail. He almost hits Steve Buscemi's cousin in the face like. Yeah, I didn't come away with it necessarily thinking it really went there very much. But then as we talked it out, I sort of was like, oh, it kind of is a go there episode. But it's not like a sexy go there episode. It's not like a like a big shockwaves that send uh, uh, tremors through like the the world of Degrassi. It's pretty much probably mostly a one and done. I'm going to go higher though. I'm going to say a six because it does feel like these, again, Sean's reaction to that is like stupid and annoying and yeah. unnecessary. And like, yeah, I don't know. But it's still, it just I'm going to go with a five. I'm going to go up one to a five. Cause I feel like it feels a little bit more like it has to be at least a five. Yeah. There's, so, there's some episodes that just go there in such big ways, you know? Like, yeah. And then there's ones that are a little bit subtler, more, yeah. m- more subtle rather. Yeah. And I think that the B story here is like a subtle sort of like, Oh shit, that's kind of gross yeah. and creepy. It's also kind of creepy. And even the A story is a little bit of an extreme kind of story, even though it's kind of a dumb one. Extreme. Extreme. All right. To show you feel. My pal. Yeah. At the end, after we've uh, rated these episodes on the patented go there scale. TM. TM. We like to (laughs) also shine a spotlight on one of the characters from the episode and 
give a little award to them, better known as uh, Most Valuable Degrassian TM. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, it's a registered trademark. Um, so yeah. RTM. Yeah. So, Pat, who from this episode, episode 608, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, is your most valuable Degrassian? Quick shout out to two characters who are not going to be my most valuable Degrassians, and that would be uh, Snake, who's just a good person. Snake, yeah. who takes Derek and listens to him and believes him, doesn't take the story from the teacher, uh, gives Derek the chance to tell the story. Uh, and I think that's pretty good, but he's not really in the episode that much. Second, Manny Santos, feminist icon. Mwah, we love you. But I got to go with Emma. Emma Nelson. Emma Spike Nelson, right? Yeah, Emma Spike Nelson. That's definitely her name. For uh, not apologizing for her past, for uh, insisting that she doesn't have anything to apologize for, for letting Sean leave and break up with her and be like, whatever, this guy's an asshole. But also for finding the forgiveness in her heart, I guess. <laughs> that part, not so much. But definitely the for standing strong in her uh, convictions and not apologizing for what she did. Um, I also went with Emma. Uh, I just felt like Emma's way of handling the whole situation was extremely adult and very uh, thoughtful. And she, but she actually also helped Sean find the right way to react to this too. Like it took, it also, it also took Sean finding that picture of the two of them in sixth grade and seeing another couple kissing at the bus station (laughs) for him to realize it, not Emma. But, uh, but I think that their talk at the end was actually really productive and sweet yes i think emma was the clear choice for this Mm -hmm. episode although i will say manny helps her get to the place of sort of like accepting what she did because Mm -hmm. at the beginning she's like i don't want sean to find out what i did and manny's like why who cares it was like a deal that happened when you weren't even together so manny gets we shout out those other characters as well Mm -hmm. as i did yeah yeah definitely oh boy Snake definitely deserves that shout out as well. Guys, you're going to be hearing this on October 2nd. No better time than the early parts of the month to sign up for a new Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you sign up at the $10 level, you get a great Zoom hangout, which we did last week with some friends. It was a blast. Rachel recommended books to people. We talked about <laughs> uh, monsters in a cornfield. We had a great mm-hmm. time. That was a lot It was of fun. really fun. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can find us there at patreon.com slash Deem podcast? Deem? I think it's Deem. Deem. Mm-hmm. Find us over there. Yeah. Get we, do, we do have some new patrons. I also want to say uh, last week that I um, didn't have Katrina's name. Um, and so it's Katrina, who is one of our new patrons. Oh, hey, it's Katrina. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Katrina. Oh, love it. She's um, great. And we have a couple of new patrons this week. Oh, we do? Yeah. So we've got Tom Green. Hey, Tom, welcome. It is a beautiful time to have you in the room. Tom Green, we love you so much. You, one time, you got a McDonald's gift card from the show. We love you. You're the best. Tell your wife, Alex, we say hello. Oh, welcome to the room. And tell Nolly and Eric, we say hello. Everybody, come on into the room. We have Allison Silverman. Oh, Allison Silverman. Oh, you are so great. We are so happy to have you to come into the room. It is going to be so nice. It's going to spin around a lot because the room here spins around all the time. We put a sock on a door and we talk about life. <laughs> and we have Mark Garcusha. Mark Garcusha. Unbelievable. One of the great uh, voice actors of a generation. Mark Garcusha. <laughs> Thank you, Marco. Welcome to the room. It is so happy to have you here. Oh. Mark Garcusha is, is someone uh, we know in person. Yeah, a real, a real, real life friend. Mm-hmm. I talked um, about him on the show once because mm-hmm. he's uh, does voice voiceover things, and he heard it and gave us money. So thank yeah, you. thanks, Mark. Um, so thanks for everyone who signed up already and please feel free to sign up. Um, come hang out with us. We'll do fun bonus episodes every month. Yeah. The uh, Lauren Collins cameo that Rachel got me was is far too long to post to like the Instagram. So I'm going to figure out. I might put it on the Patreon. 
I don't know how to do mm-hmm. that, but I'm good. I'm going to feel I'm 40 years yeah. old now, so I don't, these things are harder. For yeah. Me. Technology is not his strong suit. Um, but yeah, you can also follow us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can find us on mm-hmm. Facebook at Dean podcast, and you can send us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. Speaking of, I did, mm-hmm. I forgot to do this last week. We got an email. Oh mm-hmm. shit. We got an email from uh, a broomhead. I think he told me not to say his name. Yes. So I'm not going to say his name, but he told me, because we were talking a couple of episodes ago about Sex of the City and Sex of the City Part Two, that racist movie. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Kim Cattrall. And I was like, oh, does everybody, everybody hates Kim Cattrall, I guess? Because like, and Josh wanted to, oh, shit. Oh, no. He said we could say his first name, not his last yeah. name. This is a disaster. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> he told me, he sent us, he didn't tell me, he told me and Rachel, he sent us an email that said, giving you a little insider info. Kim Cottrell is a lovely person. He goes, I work in television production and she makes sure to learn every crew member's name, always says hi, and is always on time. He said he's oh. met Sarah Jessica Parker a few times and she has always seemed very nice, but he's never worked with her. They just don't so, like each other is the thing. Right. So if we yeah. were out here talking shit about Kim Cattrall, let's set the record straight. She's one of the greats. She's it's like she's a broomhead. Yeah. Kim Cattrall, famous broomhead. Star of one of the great movies, Big Trouble in Little China, one of my favorite movies. Ah. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week. I think it's another two-parter. It is. <sighs> and well, the song is a, is a Taking Back Sunday song. So we just jumped like two decades. Well, at least you're finally going to be in your wheelhouse. Do not come in right? here next oh week and goodness. not have a fucking don't. Oh. You better have a goddamn song. I like met the people in Taking Back Sunday. I I'll be fine. <laughs> Great. I hope you have a. I hope you have great an story for, for us you next week. Yeah. I hey will. guys, watch Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. Come on, it needs a second season. It's the best show. Watch it. <laughs> it's Pat's favorite show. Um. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. We will be back next week. See you, beheads. Bye.